is Sexy Book Club. I'm Amy. I'm Tom. I'm Carla. And today, our sexy book, if I can even call it that, is Fingersmith by Sarah Waters. So we read this book. We read this book. We read this Let's book. Let's say, sexy title. Sounds sexy like, title. Sounds sure. like a very sexy title. That was going to be all and fingers. Then, and then you'd learn the definition of the word as intended. Kind of a pun. Yeah. But yes. I mean, it just means thief in yeah, like, like Victorian language. That sort of thing. It does. Yeah. Um, Amy, what a book you chose oh, for us. Oh, man. Guys, I'm so sorry. It was so long. So that's if you are like, wow, this wasn't at all released around the appropriate release date. <laughs> Number one, you should know by now that we don't follow any sort of, we just fly <laughs> by the seat of our pants for this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, get on board. Uh, and also this book was like a million pages long. It was a very long book. I did not expect. When Amy picked the book title and put it in our Discord chat and said, hey, we're going to read this by Sarah Waters. My immediate reaction was, oh, I've read her before. She's an actual author. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. So this this was our probably only foray into like literary fiction. Yes. And I don't want you to apologize. Amy's sort of making a face like a, ooh, like a, ooh. <laughs> My bad. But don't, it, it was a very good book. Yeah, it was it excellent. Was. It was like, I'm happy book. that I read this book. I wouldn't have found it otherwise because it's pretty old. Mm-hmm. 2002. Yeah. It's old enough to have multiple like adaptations created so for TV So many adaptations. About it. Yes. Which I, was, I maybe will check out. I'm totally going to check out the Amazon one. I should say, I, I mean, always there are all lots of spoilers in this podcast, obviously, because <laughs> we talk about the whole book. But normally with romance novels, um, you know, you you know, going in what you're going to get. Sure. And because this is something different, many twists and turns. So many twists. Um, we will be discussing all of those. So FYI. Yeah. Yeah. Thought I should say it. It's, it's true because there is quite uh, a reveal, a twist. And if you like those to be surprises, stop listening now. We're about to ruin it. <laughs> No, don't yes, stop listening. Exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> or just keep listening and then watch the shows anyway, because I know all the twists and I'm still going to seek out the oh, programming. Yeah. I'm still interested in watching a, an ab- adaptation of it for sure. I want to see how they, because what happened with this is that, um, like a good high, I just let it wash all over me, <laughs> and, as I've recently learned you're supposed to do. And I honestly, in terms of character description, I like cannot for the life of me have like the the two main female characters kind of like intertwine and swirl around and I have no idea who's well, who. And there's very much a reason for that. Af- mm. One of the aforementioned twists. But uh, yeah, let's. Uh, Should we start with a synopsis? Into, a little, yeah, let's get into a little it. book jacket. OK, because it's not really going to follow the format we usually do, but we can at least start off <laughs> similar <laughs> with the blurb with the blurb. Here we go. I'm going to blurb it up. So this is for Fingersmith. Sue Trinder is an orphan left as an infant in the care of Mrs. Suxby, a baby farmer, who raised her with unusual tenderness, as if Sue were her own. Mrs. Suxby's household, with its fussy babies calmed with doses of gin, also hosts a transient family of petty thieves, fingersmiths, for whom this house in the heart of a mean London slum is home. One day, the most beloved thief of all arrives— Gentleman, an elegant con man who carries with him an enticing preposition for Sue. If she wins a position as the maid to Maud Lily, a naive gentlewoman, and aids gentleman in her uh, seduction, then they will all share in Maud's vast inheritance. 
Once the inheritance is secured, Maud will be disposed of, passed off as mad and made to live out the rest of her days in a lunatic asylum. With dreams of paying back the kindness of her adopted family, Sue agrees to the plan. Once in, however, Sue begins to pity her helpless Mark and care for Maud Lily in unexpected ways. But no one and nothing is as it seems in this Dickensian novel of thrills and reversals. I mean, accurate. Yeah, yeah. very you good blurb. Think, I, yeah. I feel like when I read that originally, I was like, is this one of those trailers where they give away the whole book? No, no. no, no. They, like, that's all like, like a that's twist the first 20 pages. Yeah, it's so early. <laughs> like, yeah. they really do set up all that stuff. Like, all of that very early on. Because they've broken the book, too, into three different parts. Mm -hmm. Yes. So each part is essentially dedicated to a different viewpoint of the story. So part one, we are the protagonist, Sue Trinder, is our... Or Susan Smith. Or Susan Smith. Or Sucky. Or Sucky, yeah. Yeah. It's through her point of view for the first part of the story. In the second part of the story, we get it from Maud's porn, point of view. Porn to view. Porn to no, no, view. No yeah. porn. I mean, you guys kind calm of. down. Well, well no, there is, oh, there is. But there, there is. There is actually yep. a lot of porn yeah. that we don't yep. are, we are not privy yeah. to, but it's there. And then yep. the third point of view, um, we go back to Sue uh, for yep. the third part of the story. So let's talk about our two, well... There are, gosh, there are so many characters. There's so many, so many characters. characters. So, okay, let's a quick rundown of our characters here. So we've got Sue Trinder slash Smith slash Sucky, who <laughs> who has been raised by Mrs. Sexby in this baby farm, ramshackle, thief's hut A den place. of inequity. Yes, yeah. in London. Then we have Maud Lily, who is our second female protagonist, who has been shut up in Briar House all Kept away from the world, living with her uncle. What's his name? Christopher Lily, I think. I mean, they call him Mister really Lily. Matter. Um, yeah, it <laughs> doesn't really matter. Who is like a sick man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> quite, quite the connoisseur of specific types of literature. Uh, French porn. <laughs> yeah, I think all different kinds of porn, French mm-hmm. or not. I don't think he'd turn anything down. Uh, then we've got. Mrs. Suxby, who turns out to be a very pivotal character at first, we just think, oh, she farms babies, feeds them gin. This is normal. Um, Should we clarify what baby farming is? Because it's very clear in the book. It oh, yes. completely makes sense. But when you're sure. saying those you're words, saying it sounds very sci-fi farm. and yeah. like kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's not but the it just Matrix. means like, exactly like that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> but um, she takes in unwanted babies and then sells them. Yeah, rehomes them. Basically. Pretty much. Yes. This was like she's like an adoption agency. Yeah, like kinda. a Victorian era black market adoption yeah. lady. Yeah. Women would come to her who were in a bind, shouldn't be pregnant. She actually would care for the pregnant mothers until they had their babies and then she would keep the baby and send the mother off. She was doing them a favor. And that's actually really important to know because that's a really big part of the plot and, all the and, twists why, and turns. why this is all happening. So we've talked about Susan, Maud, Mrs. Suxby. Uh, then there are some secondary. Well, and then there's Gentleman or Richard Rivers. However, I don't know what his real name is. I the forget gen- what his real name they is. I think they do mention it at some point, but 
Yeah, and he's like... It's like Frederick something they find out. Yeah, because his parents yeah. show up, yeah. Right. So he he's the he's the catalyst in this. He's the he's one the con who's, man. Yeah. I imagine him to be very slick, very smooth talking, handsome. Yeah. And then you've got a whole bunch of secondary characters who make up the degenerates around the Suxby home. You've got Mr. Ibs, who's like the pawn guy. He's like a pawn star. People come with <laughs> it, come to him with stolen goods, and he like Best melts I can it do down. Is three shillings for you. That's right, exactly. <laughs> and then other people who are in the house too, like Dainty, is like a little thief girl, and um, and her horrible boyfriend John. Oh God, yeah. yes, John Vroom, which I thought was hilarious. I every time in my yes. head I was like Vroom, Vroom. <laughs> yes, but he was awful. He, he was, was the worst. He is the yes. worst, and luckily it has really very little to do with this story. Um, and then there are just a host. Of servants and maids and doctors, doctors and, and nurses. Other yeah, yeah. But they're all important in their own right because she did a very good job. The author of using other characters to foil. It's true. Like you find out a lot of. There's lots of like good character development in all of them, but I guess for our purposes, like doesn't matter so much when, but there is listen, like when you have at least 1200 six main characters that really matter when you have 1200 pages you can uh, you can really expand on like who people are and where they came from absolutely true uh, those are our characters now i don't know if we want to just kind of start to dive into the story and just all like doggy pile on this yeah let's run through like setting and conflict real quick and uh, and then we'll just get into it okay let's do it okay uh, Carla, I believe you were setting. Okay, so it's like Victorian era London, like in the slums of London is where like Mrs. Suxby's and Mr. Ibbs's house is. Um, so dark, dirty, all the people there have like essentially never left, you know, probably a mile around their place. Um, and then it's, is it Briarwood? Anyway, the country home where Maud lives with her uncle and a few servants, and that is super, like, it is the polar opposite. They are out in the country. There is no one around. It's super isolated. And they, she essentially has, like, no contact with anyone in the outside world at all, yeah, ever, Breyer. since she Breyer. arrived Yeah, there. I'm looking through. It's Briar the whole time. Yeah. Which is actually a very fitting name for the yes. place, because it's horrible and you don't want to get too close to it mm -hmm. yes, <laughs> yes exactly like and once you're in you, you get you get real stuck in it uh okay so the conflict of the book which we kind of covered uh with the jacket blurb it, it does a really good job of it but basically i just have a bunch of like buzzwords written down for the conflict so we've got great lies swindling people who aren't who they seem plots mm -hmm. within plots switched identities and love yeah <laughs> yeah that pretty much encapsulates yeah. it that's all that's all of it because there are so many little mini conflicts but I really found like once you hit the twist there is only one big main conflict yes and you just get to focus on that for the rest of the story so should we talk about part one should we just split this up into part one part two part three yeah, let's, yeah, do, let's that. do it okay it's good enough for Susan Waters it's good enough for us that's right is that her Sarah name Sarah Waters Sarah damn it Sarah so Susan close. Trinder Susan Trinder, Sarah Sue Smith. <laughs> okay, we got this. Uh, so part one is all in 
Sue's point of view. And through her eyes, we see that she's uh, pretty, I don't want to say uneducated. She can't read. Uh, sure. That would just make her uneducated. I'm sure. I she mean, has I think that's smarts. very. There's common a lot of different the... kinds of smart. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Very common for that time and era, and also makes sense for reasons to be revealed later on yes. that they stopped her from, like that she was never encouraged to learn how to read. But probably common for the women in her neighborhood and of her station at the time. Probably. What do you need to read for when all you're doing is pickpocketing? That's right. uh, exactly. She was uh, kept by Miss Suxby. And whereas she generally felt like the like, babies come in, babies come out, babies come in, babies come out, she was kept by Mrs. Sexby for 17 years and really felt like she was like her pearl or diamond. Uh, she was kept out of harm. Uh, she It said specifically she had never been punched. <laughs> yeah, like she's kept very safe because they for like, the kind of place yeah. they live. Yes. Like yeah, very she's rough. been kept very like safe from physical and sexual violence, which is probably like she is 1% of the people in that neighborhood that has been kept safe from these things. So we find out that Sue's mother, uh, the reason why Sue has been kept all these years, Miss Sexby tells her, is that her mother was murderous mm-hmm. and she came to Miss Suxby for help uh, so and promised her that she'd take care of her daughter and then her murderous mother was hanged. Um, and you can see through her bedroom window, the gallows. Ah, Yeah, that was a little scarring unsettling. Scarring at all. Not <laughs> scarring at all. That's where your mom died, little girl. Like, That's whoa. right. <laughs> After she murdered somebody. So. Yeah. Uh, so we find out that this is kind of the life that Sue is living uh, until Gentleman comes with a quite enticing offer. Anyone want to? Sure. Yeah. Basically, uh, Gentleman lays out that he's been working his way into this uh, Mr. Lily, the uncle, into his confidence in order to get close to him and his niece so that he can marry the niece, steal her inheritance, and then put her in an asylum. Basically claim she is unfit and, and dump her in there. But he needs help with this. He he recently disposed of her previous maid and he needs a new maid to come in and really like talk him up to Maud Lily. So he figures Sue is a great person for this. And Sue thinks that she's being real smart and like talks up the price a little bit instead of 2000 she wants 3000 for this and whew, man you drive a hard bargain sue but like okie dokie i'm in a pinch and then uh, yeah so basically sue uh takes the train goes out to briar and becomes Maud's new maid and well i mean he even went as far as to train her it was like a little montage oh, yes. of yeah they do a training to, montage, the training montage. How to be a maid to a lady and they yeah. used a chair to like pretend you that you dress a chair repeatedly dress a chair repeatedly yeah. uh he taught her how to sign her name how so to curtsy how to curtsy um and not talk so not be quite so not be rough. quite yeah, so not rough. so yeah. free with the talking. That's right. Uh, which I mean, Sarah Waters did a really great job of using um, the idea of like I I could hear the accent in my head the way that she mm-hmm, had the totally. lines written for the characters. It was nice. It was very obvious that she is um, not a high brow lady like Maud is. 
Yes. So uh, do you want to pick up from there, Carla? So she ends up at Briar. Yeah. So she ends up at Briar, meets Maud, and to her, Maud seems like just an innocent. Like she hasn't essentially left this place. Um, they don't get too um, well. Because of the times they get very personal in some ways in that she is dressing and undressing Maud because that is her job as her like lady's maid. Um, but they don't talk a lot. She basically just like easily kind of falls into the rhythm of this house, which is just horrendous monotony. Basically, <laughs> you like, live a half they an hour up, at a time by they, that clock. It chimes. Yeah. Giant clock chimes every half hour. It's too many times. Yeah. Many. All day and all night. But that is they all live by this schedule. So the only time um, Sue has kind of free time is when um, Maud is reading to her uncle or in the evening. Sometimes he has like friends come and she goes and uh, Maud goes and reads to them as well. Um, but they start out I don't know they don't like hate each other right away or it's all just very like they're all very gently kind of feeling each other out because Sue doesn't really know how to do this and to be honest Maude doesn't really know what to expect from her either because she has only ever had one other maid who we learn more about later but they sort of become friends yeah, i guess I and then so. gentleman finally gets there like two weeks later and sue kind of starts talking him up you know like, oh, saying he like loves you so much oh he loves you so stuff. much but realizes that she's feeling really bad because she likes Maud, maybe loves Maud, um, and doesn't want to be a part of this trick, but feels like she has to. I mean, she's a very poor person. 3,000 pounds is like this enormous sum of money that of she's money. going to get. And so kind of just uh, works through her unease. Um, there is one sex scene. That's right. There's There is one. Do you want to talk about it, Amy? Sure. It's your book. Ugh. Talk about the extensive two-page sexy. So lots of lots of lead up. I, I was thinking to myself, okay, you know, they're setting the scene. They need to care about each other. They, you know, they need to be a little bit nervous. And so Sue helps her escape essentially into the night with, now hold on. I'm not entirely, the sex scene was such a long time ago. It happens essentially really early in the book for how long this book is. Um, yes. Were they? It's before they run away. Was it before, yes, before they, they, run, they away? run away? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I think maybe the last night oh, okay. before they're about to run away in a classic, like. Oh, this has changed Oh, maybe everything. you're just not sure. You're not yeah. sure what to do. So how about. I we like kind of practice kissing a little bit, yeah. So you yeah. know how to do it, and you're not scared anymore because so I wasn't... Sue realizes Maud seems quite like not even that she doesn't really want to marry gentlemen, but just that she is like a little bit afraid of him and well, like yeah. a little naive, like she doesn't know what's coming. Well, and she's yes. been putting off those vibes. At one point, Sue is like, "Oh, these aren't like tremblings of a woman in love. She is yes. scared," and then. She, um, Maud even confides to Sue and says, like, 
no, I like I have no other choice. I'm going to be stuck at Briar my entire yeah. life. So like she has so to marry him whether she likes him or not. Yeah. He's the only man who is single and of marrying and age that she has ever there. met. Yeah. <laughs> so if she wants to not be stuck here with her uncle, she needs to marry this dude, yeah. whether she likes him or not. So it wasn't after they've escaped. So thank you. It was before. So like their last night there. Maud is like all nervous and stuff and is like, I don't know what to do on the wedding night. And Sue's all like, I can show you. And then <laughs> and I then, like this real, real like sexy voice that Sue's got. Totally. I can show you. That's not at all how Sue would have said it. <laughs> uh, but they what I think would essentially be considered some kissing and then some heavy petting. To the yep. point where yeah. Sue gets Maud off. Yeah. Yes. But I think then that is it. Yeah. There I was do some believe breast, that is it. Yeah. Breast touching, definitely between yeah. the legs, Maud orgasms, Sue calls her a pearl. And yeah. pearl. then things get awkward immediately. Yes. Immediate regret and shame yeah. <laughs> coming into play. As per Victorian times. <laughs> This is and not also good. like Sue is like, oh my god, I'm tricking this woman, and I definitely have feelings yes, for I her, and now her. this has made it worse. And yeah, it's very awkward. And then they're they're both, you know, wondering about the other one, and then both act like nothing happened. Yeah, they yeah. both kind of shut down from yeah. one another. And, and then Sue's yeah. like, well, best pack you off because you're leaving with <laughs> with time to get hitched, gentlemen, and. Maud's kind of like, Rivers oh, is here, I'm my lady. still doing that. Okay. So, and then they sneak out. Yeah, they make a daring, like, river escape. They do. Yeah. Which is like a night. really slow, small river. I don't know. Yeah. I was imagining, like, a creek. But then they said a boat came up. So I was like, oh, it's bigger than a creek. <laughs> but I think very narrow. Like, what I'm picturing, I don't know. I feel like in every... I watch a lot of uh, period British shows of all varieties. Sure. Love them all. Great. And there's always like, you know, the creek where a the lazy creek going by a lazy yep. creek where like there's fly fishing or they're in a small boat, which is sort of what they escape in. The lady but always has like, an umbrella. Yes, always a parasol exactly. for sure. Yeah. Which is basically what happens, except the boat is quite dilapidated. They get there kind of through the mud in the middle of the night and go to um, this sort of isolated farmhouse that also has like a small church nearby. Yeah. Well, they want to get married in secret right away. And so that's what they do. They get married right away and then hunker down in this house. And guys, Maud's not looking too good. She's not doing no. great. Yeah. No, she's no. getting Maud thin. is not doing well. And Sue feels legitimately bad. That Maud is like not doing well after this elopement and and running away. Mm -hmm. Sue had to um, curl up on a straw bed and cover her ears during the wedding night, lest she hear Maud crying, which is what she assumed would be happening. And and then yeah, things aren't looking too great. She refuses. Maud refuses to put on any of her nice dresses. Um, but the doctor like. Mr. Rivers, gentleman, calls the doctors to come and take a look, uh, but tells Sue that you need to tell them that Maud is unwell and that 
you think that you're worried for her, and that's what you need to tell them when they come. So Sue's like, oh gosh, here's here's where it's going down. I need to finally, and she does. I was so surprised. Yeah. She does. She's just like, yeah, yeah. She's not well, man. It's going downhill. She's uh, unsettled, and she's you know, yeah, nervous and essentially having a breakdown. Also, did you know her mother was crazy? That's true. Her mother yeah. had, had gone to an asylum. so And that's yeah, where Maude sort was of, born? Yeah. They're setting up this whole thing. Sue feels terrible, but it should be said, like, this is Victorian times. Like, she really is quite trapped. Like, sure. I know, like, what I want to happen is her to tell Maude and they run off together yep. to freedom. Screw but, you, like, gentlemen. That isn't really a cultural option at this yeah. point like they are two underage women who have no money oh, and yeah, they're very only, limited understanding only 17 and 18 yeah. which i guess so, is like, older for sure but Victorian. for people who have not left their houses yeah. or their neighborhoods for yes, years like and years they, and years they like, have such separate isolated experiences and also like no experience of the broader world and like how things work or how they could do anything and Maud doesn't get her inheritance until I guess till she turns 18 yeah so turns 18 um, or gets married I, I assume or gets, one or the gets other married. but then yeah. like lawyers so, have to be involved to sign papers to release yes. the fortune and da 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 um, so she wants to leave she's like Maud's like gentlemen let's just go Take me to your house in London. He's promised to take her. He's bought a house in London for them. Um, and she just wants to leave. And he's like, no, no, you're not well. Let's wait. The doctors come in. Sue, you know, it's awful. Um, but like Carla said, they have very little yeah. choice in this matter. They've already, they kind of got to finish yeah. this thing out. The plot has been put in motion and they're stuck in it. And then yeah. the doctors leave. And the next day or so, they decide, okay. Time for London. Time for London. And Maud's still not feeling great, but she insists that Sue wear her pretty gowns. Someone's got to wear them, right? So Sue is done up in these. And Sue, who's been eating all of Maud's food for her because Maud hasn't wanted to eat. Um, and it's she's really looking like her best Sue self. Right now, because she's fed and now in a fancy yep. dress. So um, they take their two bags. Sue so would pack them two bags, one for one for Maud with fancy dresses and stuff. And then one for her with very few things inside of it, um, which she really knows is going to be swapped out. So she she made sure to include some jewels and things like that in the bag that she was going to be taking and also one of Maud's gloves. Oh, something we didn't say about Maud. Maud never takes her fucking gloves off. She wears yes, gloves she all wears the gloves. time. She has like, I imagine, hundreds of pairs of gloves. Always is switches to clean, clean gloves like four times a day. Yeah. yeah, at the request of her uncle, probably because yes. she touches the books. Yeah. Yes. And then now yeah, she has neuroses. to keep her hands totally pure and clean. And, soft. and now it is. Yeah, she has. It was her uncle's neuroses, and now it has become her it, own. It's baked into her now, mm -hmm. yeah, for yeah. sure. So they get in the carriage. They head off for London, but they need to make one stop first. Just one quick pit Just stop. Just a quick stop. Yeah. That is at the Insane Asylum. The name it's I can't remember. Hospital. It's a mental hospital for women. And here's where the first big twist of the book comes in. So the doctors come out. 
and they start talking to them and they haul Sue away. And, and yep. Sue is kicking and screaming and saying, no, it's Maud's over there. And they say, oh, sure, she is Maud. Sure, she is. So gentlemen and Maud have told the doctors that Sue is Maud and but, they are hauling Sue slash Maud into the mental hospital. Yep. They've made it all out like Sue's got this personality disorder where she thinks she's the maid and mm-hmm. that her maid is really her and it's just a whole switcheroo so they end up yeah. taking her and even um because at first i was like oh gentlemen you a-hole and then Maud comes in with a line like oh no my dear mistress yeah. like she's so unwell out, was in on it she just delivered that line have been in on this plan the whole time. The whole yep. time. Sue's the rube this whole time, and Maud has been totally part of the plot to trick her since um, Gentleman had first come, and they had first met, and he had suggested this plot to Maud. And, of course, like, it's very clever. Oh, yeah. Because sure. the more Sue says she is Sue and denies it, the more the doctors are like, oh, you poor thing, you really are quite insane. Well, oh, you, yeah. this delusion is so deep. Yeah, look Not at all these that, people but of course, who know you as... Yeah, exactly. Gentlemen's references for Sue that included a fake house and a fake family that she had previously been a maid at, of course, don't exist. No. Yeah. So when she's saying these things to the doctors, they're like, well, those aren't real. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> yeah. not a thing. So twist, <sighs> damn. Yeah, good twist too. I oh, didn't see it coming. Me neither. No, me neither. And then when I was reading the book, I was like, I'm like a third of the way through the exactly. book, and this is happening. So like, I don't know what's gonna happen next. <laughs> it's true. They they haul Sue in there, and then we get to part two. Hmm. So we forget about Sue a little bit, and we backtrack to hear Maud's side of the story. Yeah, we go back to the beginning for Maud. Uh, she was being raised at what, uh, like a convent? Oh, it was also it was a, a mental, mental hospital. hospital. <laughs> was it? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't exactly sure. Like I, I was, I was a little confused as to who was raising her. It was, all the nurses were like it was all women staff, and so I can totally see why you would think sure. it was like a nunnery or something. But yeah, no, it was also a mental hospital because the story where was she was told she was born. Her mother had 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 been an, a resident and had given birth to her there. And so that is where she lived, being raised by all these nurses among the crazy people. And she was raised to be kind of like a little mini healthy nurse. Yeah. Uh, but nurses to people with mental illnesses in Victorian times were not necessarily kind or nice people. And uh, I think Maud. And the nurses we meet later in this book yeah, the are nurses definitely later not kind are or very helpful. bad. These ones seem okay. At least her recollections of being there, like she understands now that it was a pretty fucked up situation. Yeah. Sure. But they but like she had were a good kind time. to her. They yeah. were kind to and, her. But she mm-hmm. in in turn learned to be cruel to the inmates. And I think that's where yes. Maud kind of got a bit of a cruel streak. A little bit. Yes. Yeah. So um She's raised here for several years. I think it was until she turned 13. No, no I think a bit younger. I think a bit younger. Like, I thought she was like eight or oh, something. Maybe. I can probably find maybe out. Maybe eight. Anyway, Mr. Lily shows oh, up. 11. Oh, 11. When or she is 11, split the difference. Her, uncle, her uncle gets there. Yeah. And is like, this one is mine because, <laughs> <laughs> because his sister was apparently... The crazy lady who gave birth to her. So he's like, mm-hmm. she will come and live with me at Briar. 
and ugh. Just, yeah. It's all very sad. It's all treatment. Horrible. Yeah, their yeah. his staff is just awful to her. Uh, they pinch her. They hit her. Uh, they really want her to be soft and comply. And they force her to wear gloves and dresses that are short, which I thought was yeah weird. But I think for the time, by short, they mean like her ankle. Show. No, exactly. Sure. But yeah. I think even that's weird. Like yeah, yeah. Certainly when she gets a little bit older, it is like strange because she's still being dressed like a child. But she, yeah, the housekeeper is super mean to her and her uncle is super mean to her. And she doesn't know anything other than this mental hospital where she grew up. So she's used to being like this little bossy nurse girl. And instead they want her to be silent and compliant and a little lady. And she needs to spend all this time doing her studies. And if she doesn't, then she doesn't get food or yeah. she gets beaten. Mm-hmm. And it's really. It's fucking brutal. Horrendous. It's really quite awful. Yeah. So. And she- we also find out at this point that. Her reading for her uncle is smut. Oh, yes. Yes. He is a- so he says he's like compiling a dictionary, but what he is actually compiling is like an encyclopedia of all known literary smut. The things yep. we so love to read. That is what she starts. In this podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the precursor to the things we love to read. But she's like, you know, this teen girl and she... This is the work she is doing with him and the reading she is doing to him and for his friends. And this is basically like her life um, until Gentleman gets there. Yeah. Like yep. it's all she's, porn. She's kind of just um, immune to it. Oh, yes. Very. Like at this point, it has been yeah. years. It's, it's you know, just after what being happens ex- at Briar. After being exposed to that kind of literature and material and pictures she very much becomes desensitized and also thinks she knows everything about it right what other reason could a man ever want to talk to a woman it's just to have sex or that so yes so gentleman shows up and takes a liking to her and eventually gets her alone to um give her this proposition of a little switcheroo with poor Sue Trinder. Yeah. And I mean, in her, like, to give her some credit, she didn't go for it immediately. Nope. She had to think on it. But yeah. then she realized that it was, like, her one shot to get the fuck out of there, so she was all yeah. in. Yeah. And you really, like, have so much empathy for her, and she is not, I mean, all these characters are complicated. She is fucking terrible. She has a maid before Agnes <gasps> oh. that she is brutally She's abusive to. Mean. She is so yeah. terrible. Um, But, like... Oh, you have so much uh, sympathy for her. And it all is, I mean, there's a reason this is like literary fiction. It's a beautifully written book. It's a very sure. good book. You know, like she really gets into the 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 hows and whys of what is happening. And it's complicated because people are complicated. Um, but yeah, she's like, OK, gentlemen, let's do it. Let's trick this Sue. I don't know her. I can get out of here. And, and like, I'll have half my inheritance. Exactly. Yeah. And then sounds a like a life. great deal. Yep. Yes. And he was like, we don't even have to like, we'll be married, but like, we don't have to be together. Yeah. We can just, we'll. Yeah. We won't live in the same we'll, place. We'll, we'll we don't have to have sex for a little we'll, bit. Yeah. And then yeah. go our separate ways with yeah, our like, money. I'll have the West Wing. You have the East Wing. Mm-hmm. That's right. No problem. So yeah. in order for that to happen, they need to get rid of Agnes, who Carla said like, yeah, she was 
Maud was really horrible to Agnes. I hated that. It made me hate Maud. Yeah. I know. I was me like, too. anyone, me too. It's like yeah. someone who's rude to a waiter. It's like, get over yourself. This person's doing you a yeah. favor. Um, and then the how they do that is really yucky. Like, yep. yep. Gentleman goes and seduces her. I'm going to put quotes around there. Yeah. Gentleman sexually assaults mm-hmm. her. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she does she like catch gonorrhea? Does she get scarlet fever? They say, they say she, it's scarlet fever, but I'm not sure exactly what it was. But yeah, yes, he, he did something to her that that caused some sort of reaction. Well, and or did she get pregnant and immediately have to get the fuck out of there? Because obviously people would know. So it's for he ruined her. Virtue, essentially, and and it was no good, and Agnes was out of there, which left the opening for Sue Trinder. Uh, Enter all the previous backstory that we had about Mm -hmm. Sue coming in, but now we're seeing it from the point where Sue thought that Maude was so simple— because they always talked about and her being innocent yeah. and simple. And now we're seeing it from Maud's point of view, like reading these dirty novels, uh, knowing what she knows and like letting suit. Like it's just you're getting the behind the glass. Yeah. Look like at from situation. Sue's point of view, there was a thing that Maud would do at night where she would take her mom's picture out of a case and like whisper to it and then put it back in the case and then she could go to sleep. Well, from Maud's point of view, we realize that she's telling her mother that she fucking hates her. Yes. And she hates, like, the memory of her. And then she can go to sleep after she puts this picture back away. Yeah, she's so quite... So you totally um, get, like, the reversal. She's quite particular, too. She's got, like, this um, this draft that she takes, a draught. Yeah, something to yes. calm her nerves. Yes. I don't know if it's, like, laudanum or what it is, yeah, but some I, I Victorian cure something cure-all. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's alcohol of some kind. It's a drug of some kind. And yeah, it's it's like something codeine based. Yeah. Maybe opium. I think for sure. Like some opium yeah. drugs. Yeah. Something like that. And yeah. uh so and she's very particular about things, which Sue learns and they kind of start to develop this friendship and bond and attraction to one another. But then after the one sweaty night, uh between the two of them, Maud with the way that Sue is treating her is like, oh, well, fuck you then. Like, she kind of immediately turns on Sue and is like, hmm. I would like to go back to that one sweaty night. Please do. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because it's the one sentence I wrote down from the book because I thought like, oh, okay. So the first time the night's described is by Sue. And, you know, it's, you know, it's fine. But like then when Maud describes it and you learn because Maud's been reading all this smut and everything that she's much better at describing these things. Yes. So the one sentence I wrote down was soon I seem to be nowhere, but at the points at which my flesh is gripped by hers. And I was like, damn. All right. Like yeah. Sarah Waters. That's a solid line. Yes. And, and that's the kind of literature we're reading in none of this like. Yeah. Pussy business. No wounds. Turgid member, no, et cetera, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nothing. Nothing nothing fun like that. Nope. Yeah. And the only time they use the word fuck is when they're angry. It's quite yeah. unpleasant <laughs> for Sue particularly um, has that potty mouth on her. 
As I yes. would too, I'm sure, if I was dragged kicking and screaming into an insane asylum, Certainly. wrongly accused. Yes. So yeah. we, so Maud is feeling detached from her because of how Sue is acting, and kind of doubles down on her plan and is like, "Well, yep, if that meant nothing gotta to get, you, then gotta get the fuck out of Briar. Let's get out of here." Yeah, and we we find that the whole time. Um, like gentlemen's whispering things into her ear to make sure that she's not going soft on him. And yeah, like both Sue and Maud have had like second thoughts through the course of the plot, but gentlemen's always there to be like, Hey, we're in this Remember, together. Like, yeah. don't, don't fuck this you up can't for back us. Out yeah. now. What are you going to do? There's a lot on the line. It's your whole life. Are you going to fuck up your whole life? Yeah. So they drop Sue off, just a little drop off at that insane asylum, insane asylum. And then, they go, Maud is pissed. She's very... Head on into London, baby. That's right. Yeah, going to go to this nice house in Chelsea that Gentleman has promised mm-hmm. her. But of yeah. course, that's not where they go. That's not where of they go. Of course not. Where do they go? Mrs. Suxby's house, of course. Mrs. Suxby's house. That's right. Which is in like the grossest, grubbiest. Think like <laughs> the air is like it's smog. It's like... Not London is now. It's like, you know, when all the factories were immediately. Yeah, old timey sure. coal fire London where yep. everything is covered in thick Just black soot. You blow your nose and it's black. That's the kind of thing. Yeah. So um, Maud's feeling bit fish out of water here. Everything's gross. What's happening? She gets brought to Miss Suxby's and Miss Suxby's just all over her. Oh, my gosh. Just, like, trying to treat her so well. But, of course, Maud thinks that she is being hard done by. She has been lied to. So she is uh, pitching a bit of a fit, which, hey, I get it. This is not what you were promised. Yeah. So they're just going to keep her there. That's and not let her leave. And so she is quite unhappy about this and rebels in every single way of trying to, you know, fight her way out. Threats. You know, yeah, anything she can. And she tries to escape. She even, yeah, she even runs away at one point. She runs away. It's so like, it's so scary because she's like never been to the city before. And now she is in like the worst neighborhood of the city. And she's trying and she's just wearing what they call slippers, which are like the shoes ladies wore because ladies didn't have to like leave the house or do anything. So yeah, she's basically like cloth foot coverings and yeah. she's like I'm gonna go find one of those men there was a few men that used to come to her mm-hmm. uncle's house to hear her read and they were always very kind to her because of course they were like gross perverts Ugh. Um, but she's like I'm gonna go find one and they will help me because they know who I am like yeah, they, they know, know me as Maud and, yeah. and so they will help me so she through much like scariness and yeah. frightening almost things, kidnapped. almost getting kidnapped, almost getting kidnapped, like Ugh. manages to get her way there. She's a complete disaster when she gets there. Her feet are all cut. She's filthy. And the guy's like, what are you doing yeah, here? You You're going here. to ruin my life. I'm married and have kids. And she's like, I know, but you told me like I could come that, visit that, any time yeah, that I could London. come visit any time. And I'm here and like, please please help me and he's just like no get out of here you're going to ruin my life well actually and he she... does agree to help her yeah that's yeah true. he does. So he hires a taxi and a guide to take her away from to him. a home yeah. for wayward women for wayward women essentially yes. and she's like the fuck is this so she um pawns her petticoats is that what she does or the crinoline yeah. from under yeah, her she dress pawns, yeah a bunch of stuff and yeah. um to get that woman who had taken her to there to go back to Mrs. Suxby's house because yeah, and just yep. says like, "Okay, I get it. 
Yep. This is my life. We're going to wait else. it out here feet until I'm old enough. Shoes. Yeah. And, and okay, I guess I, I give in. And she just like, it's like at her uncle's, like she had all this fight at the beginning and it got beaten out of her and then she gave up and it's the same thing that happens here. She's got yeah. all this fight and then she's like, nope, it's fine. But even with now nothing this is to my do, life. she doesn't have anything to read or write. She just sits there and, yeah. you know. Yeah. And Mrs. Suxby tries desperately oh. to like make her happy. Oh, so many. To like Look get her little trinkets and, and sure, things yeah. and, and, and all of this stuff. And she's just not having stuff. any of it. And she just is like. Shut down. I mean, she basically is like a doll. She's like a doll. They dress her. They do her hair. She sits in the overly hot kitchen. And those are her days now. Um, Until. I guess that this must be where it switches back to Sue, right? Part three. Or do they find out some information before that happens? I think that. Oh, gosh. Now I'm not sure because. Yeah, timeline's a little muddy for you guys, me. You guys, I'm so sorry. The timeline's a little muddy, but at some point during No, she finds this, out yeah. all of all is revealed in in this time. So she finds out all of the other twists. Yeah. So we think we know the twist that gentleman told Maud that Sue's going to be there, their ticket out of there and ticket to big money. And when really Sue thought you know, Maud was the ticket to the big money. And then it turns out that gentleman really is not the mastermind behind all of this. After all, he's also just a pawn. It was Miss Turns out it's Mrs. Sexby. Mrs. Sexby all along. Which again, I did not see coming. Me neither. Yeah. And I'm and I was trying to explain this plot to Russ. And he was like, This is convoluted. Is there any sex in this book at all? Like, that's <laughs> no. not the point. Uh, I mean, but we're at least past the child abuse, so let's right? let's be happy. That's right. Because then it, let's it takes a real, over to the mental a real hospital. Dip. And and then it's like flip, flip, flip. So, so you find out that who gets to say twists? Amy, oh, it's, your, okay. it's your book. So okay. it turns out that 17 years ago, a woman came in named Marion Lilly. And Marianne was pregnant and escaping her family. They were abusive. They're the lilies, so they're just the worst. And she was. She was like, do any moment. Um, She was a little out of her mind, uh, but she really wanted Mrs. Sexby to take her baby and to raise it like a common girl. Because she did yep. not want her baby to go through and grow up and, you know, go through what she went through with the lilies. So she's like, let her be a common girl. Don't let her read. Just, you know, let her have a simple life. Sub her out for any other baby that you're Yeah, you got all these babies of. kicking around yeah. here. They're going to find me when they come. Just give them a random baby. And I have this money coming to me. So when they turn 18, both girls... We'll each get half the money. My real daughter, who you're going to keep here, and this other random baby that has to live this cursed life as a lily out at Briar. They can split my inheritance. is it just a random baby? No, no. Turns out it is not a random baby. It is Miss Suxby's own daughter that she gives to Marianne Lily because she thinks, 
Oh, well, I, Mary and Lily doesn't necessarily say just how horrible her life is, uh, but Mrs. No. Sexby ha- was like, this is an opportunity for my own child to be raised as a lady. As a lady. And mm-hmm. even had Mary and Lily write like a little like document yeah. yeah, saying that here's what's going to go down when, when the girls turn 18, blah, blah, blah. And Miss Sexby always kept that in a like secret pouch um, right against her titty in her dress. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to yep. say against her heart, but sure. Yeah. 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 But I mean, both accurate. <laughs> yeah, both both accurate. accurate. So, yeah. so that's so, why Miss Sexby was trying to be so nice to Maude and trying to like, Make, make her, her seem love like, her. Yeah, make her love her <laughs> is that it's her actual daughter. It's her actual daughter. And it's why she kept Sue and kept Sue kept so Sue safe. safe. Because, because she had a promise. She was her money ticket. That's right. Like, yeah, without Sue. You know, Sue. Mrs. Sexby has has sorted out a way to get all of the money. Because she has control of both of these girls now. And has told nobody. So, yeah, yeah. that's her fun. And, well, obviously she had to tell uh, gentlemen because... He needed to pull it off, but didn't tell Although, him. I don't think she told him the whole story. I don't think story. gentleman no, not the knows. Because yeah. gentleman doesn't know that Maude is her daughter. No, just yeah, that there has been the a switch. Later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just knows about the one baby swap, but not the second baby swap. Yeah. So, That's right. Multiple baby swaps. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that brings us to the end of part two. And yes. then part three, we get back to Sue at the mental hospital, which... Oh, can we just skip through a bunch of the mental yeah, hospital stuff? It's yeah, horrible. It's really terrible. Yeah. It's exactly what you think in awful. a Victorian-era mental hospital where yeah. they're like, I don't know, let's just try some shit. Yeah. Let's just, no like, badly intentioned, yeah. But, like, if she misbehaves in any way, like, again, just, like, the fight gets beaten out of her by these... Yeah. Not even the doctors who are kind of just, like, there and oblivious, yeah. but by the nurses. The nurses, yeah. And, and she just gives in and is like I'll just I'll stop saying who I really am I just need to like be calm and get by and like hope I can figure something out but at least I'm not getting literally waterboarded yeah Yeah. when she misbehaves yeah Yeah. and and then someone actually does come to visit her Charles the nice one of the boys from Briar Uh, because he thought he was coming to see Maude Lily and when they meet there's, he's very surprised. Yeah, he's a little, and she uh, desperately whispers to him, like, please call me Maud. Like, otherwise. Yeah, like, play the yeah. game. Although, play along with this. Although, like, I kind of wondered, I was like, if someone from the outside came in and is like, that's not Maud Lily, wouldn't Well, that be? I think if it was an adult that showed yeah, up maybe. and said, that's okay. not Maud Lily, it would be a or, whole lot different than if a boy showed up. Or someone of higher class. That. He's like yeah. a servant. He's yeah, a kid. He got obsessed with gentlemen when gentlemen was there because he, he was like this cool outsider who said, like, him that he would you come be can come a boy work for me in London. London. I'm going to yeah. need a boy in yeah. London. Yeah. So and and he got obsessed with this idea and then wouldn't stop talking about it when they ran off. And like when Maud and Sue and gentlemen ran off. And then finally his father, who was like the. Um, whatever runs runs the home was Mr. Way his father. Yeah. Oh, I thought he got yeah. sent to them from his at least according to Wikipedia. Oh. Um, he he is his father. Oh. I mean, I'd believe it. I didn't really get that necessarily, but yeah, they do say that Mr. Way is his papa. Oh. Um, so he like beats him, and Charles is like, "I'm out. I'm gonna go and." run away to his aunt, who was the lady that had the house where they lived for a couple weeks. And she says, like, oh, they ended up dropping her off at, like, 
she doesn't know what, mm-hmm. but yeah. this this home. So he goes there expecting to find Maud, finds Sue. And Sue's like, so you got to get me these things. Um, and she had a little bit. Oh, no, he had some she money. Had a like, bit you of need money. to find a locksmith. And this is what I, I need. need. And she explains to him. Yeah, I need a file. And, and he and he goes and does it. And through tricks and skullduggery and some scary timing. Oh, for sure. Sue manages to get a key like makes herself a key and they escape. Yeah. yeah Sue mission impossible is the fuck she out of the she really does. It's pretty awesome. Like yeah. I said, there's different types of like educated, like Sue For was sure. able to sneak. Maud would have never been oh, able God, to get away no. from Maud this place, but there. Sue knows how to like pick a lock. She it's, got the this key. This is what they put it in the cream that one of the terrible nurses always has the residents rub on her sausage like fingers. Yeah. And like made an impression of the key inside um and then filed a blank key like made a new key and ended yeah. up getting yeah. out of there like she really very impressive she really pulls it and off the whole time she's like i'm she always talks about miss sexby miss sexby's gonna find me she's been looking everywhere for me i'm gonna me. get back to she's, miss sexby i just need to get back to her she's going she's crazy going to she'll she'll pay you. she even she even realizes like gentlemen double cross me i bet he has told like my former family that I ran that, away that I ran off money. and he's yeah. turned it against me because otherwise Mrs. Suxby would never just accept that I didn't yep. come back yep. with them and he would have had to trick them. So she, you know, sort of in a way realizes what's going on. But her and Charles are like, go on a cross country escapade, stealing That's off right. laundry lines. Yeah, some scams and, here and there. And, 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 they... and just trying to like survive. Oh, to and get Charles to, is just um, just some... Poor just Charles. this poor boy he's like crying all the time they he's got a real nice yeah, and coat she like pawns yeah, off his jacket he just wants his jacket <laughs> yeah. back he's like he is not for this world charles is too sweet yeah um so sue and charles take up residence just across up the, road the street from like across Suxby's the street yeah, and, like, and so she can see the out her window on the door and make sure that you know they have eyes on the plan and then sue eventually goes a little crazy and well, grabs a knife and well, like busts on in long to Mrs. Suxby's and watches house. long enough to find out that oh my god, Maud Lily is staying there in her room. Yeah, yeah doesn't she see her like putting a necklace something on Maud like or something? And she's so like, she that sees, should be me. Yeah, Maud is like yeah. living her life essentially, and she's like, I'm gonna cut a bitch. Like <laughs> this woman has fucked me over. I hate her so much, and goes like storming to the house and is like, Mrs. Suxby, it's yeah. me. I'm here. Like. Everything is gone wrong. I'm sure wrong. she really looked her best when she oh, kicked yeah. open the door, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with with um, with um a knife. And it, yeah. she's, like, hell-bent. She's going to kill Maude because Maude has, like, destroyed her life and taken you over her life. her life. Um, and Maude is just sitting at the end of the table, like, okay. Yeah. Uh, she ends up, like, <laughs> yeah. cutting her hand. Uh, and everyone's like, everybody calm down. And, you know, John Vroom and, and little, what's her name? Dainty. Dainty. Don't know what to do with themselves, saying that, you know, oh, Sue double-crossed Miss Sexby, and Sue's trying to, you know, explain what happened, and then it's it's all, I imagine, just way too hot in that kitchen. Sure. Yeah, just always, because they have, like, this thing, because Mr. Ips, like, melts down coins and coins stuff, so and it's, yeah. like, hot, hot, hot. It's like a blacksmith shop in there, essentially. Like, it's sweaty and hot and dark, and and they're, you know, all yelling and screaming, 
And then gentleman shows yeah. up. Of course, yeah. Let's crank the temperature and Ms. up a little me, more. Meanwhile, is trying to. I find from this point on, everything she's saying is kind of really on eggshells, navigating because she doesn't want Sue yep. to mm-hmm. know that that she's part she's of the part scheme. Of the and scheme. she's like, "What? No, I knew you'd never cut cut and yeah. run like that. I knew you'd come back yeah, to us. Baby. I really missed yeah. you." Uh, <laughs> and then, meanwhile, kind of like looking because she has told now the story of what's happened to Maud and now Maud knows it all about how her yeah. mother wasn't really her mother but and how they got switched. Sue's entitled to the money or half the money and she knows the whole thing, but she doesn't want to say like it's actually like her her kind of moment of trying to show love to Sue, although Sue doesn't know it at the time because she doesn't say like Bitch, Mrs. Suxby is my mom. This is like she doesn't want to break her heart. She doesn't want to tell if she just Sue. Did, like, bitch, you don't know the half of it. Let me exactly. tell you a story. So she, she just sits there and isn't going to say a word. And then gentleman gets there and he starts oh, making yeah. fun of Sue and is yep. like, "Listen yeah. up, idiot." Yeah. Um, and Real reveals dumb, dumb. the whole the whole thing to her. And then Mrs. Suxby gets well, pretty mad. And is it Mrs. Suxby? Well, well it's, him? It's, it's it's up for debate in the book, yeah. but she takes the blame. She does. Uh, whether it was whether it was Maud or whether it was Mrs. Suxby, Sue couldn't tell. But yeah. Mrs. Suxby takes the blame for fucking murdering gentlemen. Yeah, I like to think that it was Maud though. Maud deserved to stab somebody. <laughs> just to have some control, yep. like just to have some agency over her own thing. And but it very like, well yeah. might have been. Maud attacks him. Mrs. Suxby tries to stop it. Or yeah. either way, gentleman gets stabbed. Charles freaks out, runs screaming into the oh, streets. Yeah. The police are going to come streets, yeah. to this They just kind of let him bleed out yeah. there, and too. They bring him over to a chair. Well, they, they, they try they to help a him a little bit. Yeah. But... To catch all the blood that's spilling out. It's quite, yep. yes. it's quite graphic. Yeah. 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 And the uh, police show up after he dies. And John Vroom is just yelling that Mrs. Suxby was the murderer. So they take his word for it, of course, because who doesn't want to believe a white man? <laughs> <laughs> and Mrs. Suxby says, like, I did it. Yep, These girls are innocent. It. They didn't know anything about it. It was me. They take her away. So slightly redeeming for Mrs. Suxby. Yeah. Yep. Looking out for the girls. Plus, I don't think that they can get their money if one of them's locked in prison. Because what they've Probably been waiting true. for is they've been waiting for the lawyers, right? Because they yeah. need to wait for her birthday and they need a signature and it's a whole thing. Uh, so, yeah, they cart Mrs. Sexby off uh, and they charge her with the murder of gentleman, also known as Frederick. Also known Something as they find out Mr. who he Rivers. really is. He's not a gentleman at all. That was also a lie. Yeah. He wasn't this disgraced gentleman that had, you know, fallen on hard times, which is how he had like pitched well, himself to them. No, no, his no, parents were like his parents are very a tailor well or something. Oh. Like, For, like they weren't. Yeah, they were middle class, but they were doing yeah. all right. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. Like, like higher, higher status than like Mrs. Suxby and that yeah. whole thing. But they were yeah. not. He was putting on. They were not high brow, being a gentleman. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So they cart her off, and oh man, does like Sue still loves Mrs. Suxby so much because she yeah. doesn't know. And, no. and she keeps going her to visit her day. in jail. And, and Mrs. Suxby doesn't really her trial. talk to her very much. And no. all all the time, the whole time, they're like, they're saying like Mrs. Suxby looks up like expectantly, like, and then it's Sue, and she's like, oh, 
Oh, all right. Yeah, and the whole time she's just really hoping that Maude shows up. Which Maude does on the very last day, uh, but Sue yeah. does not see her there. Mm-hmm. She came and earlier. Then, uh, yeah, they go to the trial, and of course she is found guilty and sentenced to hang. Mm-hmm. And Maude's in the very back row, all dressed in black, and like Sue sees her, but by the time she tries to go find her, like she's gone already. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then so Mrs. Huxby is hanged. Uh, and Sue gets a container with her belongings in it, and they find a secret note inside her clothing. Sewn into the and lining of her dress. Well, <laughs> right against her titty. Also, I'd just like to say that throughout this time of Mrs. Sexby being in jail, Dainty has really stepped up and started taking care of Sue. She really has. She's yeah. been... She's been helping because they've been like, of course, the police took like literally everything from the house um, because it was all stolen stuff. And but Sue has been like still living there, cleaned up all the blood. Dainty has been helping. And so she finds this document sewn into the lining of Mrs. Suxby's dress. Can't read it. So they go to find someone who can read it. So the man reads it and essentially tells her that uh, there's a big inheritance coming her way on an 18th birthday. And that. She is the actual Lily and Maude is actually Mrs. Suxby's daughter. And she suddenly like understands everything that has happened and why. And immediately gets sick. (laughs) (laughs) She does. She immediately falls ill into a fever. Dainty, luckily. Well, I mean, hey, it's Victorian England and this is a shock to the system. Of course you're going to fall ill with a fever. Of course. Oh, my goodness. Meet constitution. and, and, you know, she hasn't been through enough. No one's been through enough. No. Let's all be through more. Yes. Yes. Um, but she does get better. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And she then she uh, she basically shutters the house and heads out for Briar. Yeah. And she wants to find Maude yeah, now. The last place that she yeah, knew she, where Maude might have been. Mm-hmm. So. She understands that, you know, why Maude attacked gentlemen was to protect her from finding out this information and, you know, wants to go find her. And goes to Briar, and it's all basically shuttered up. Like the housekeeper yeah. and and Mister Way, like none of none of them are Everybody's there anymore. Gone, yeah, Mister Lily died. Some he did. Some he became very back. sick after Maud left, and then yeah, slowly just kind of withered away. So she kind of breaks into Briar, yes, and uh, creepily makes her way. That part was like a little bit spooky. It was a little through the house. She's wondering if she hears noises or if they're just like echoes or if it actually really is haunted. Yes. So she goes to the library where she was never allowed to go. She stood in the entryway one time and got yelled at by Mr. Lily and never has gone there again. Just completely went there and she finds Maude writing a book. Splatter everywhere. I feel like this is probably the sexiest Maude has ever looked to Sue. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, probably. So, and I think Maude is a little bit scared at first, like, oh shit, did you come to kill me? <laughs> because she doesn't know. But then they talk and like, oh, we were both the wronged parties. Yeah. Yeah. Sue basically says like, I understand everything now. And like, I, I, I was mad at you, but... Now I understand it, and and then it turns out that they are still very into one another. Yes. And Maude has been writing books about uh, basically what she wants to do with Sue. Yes. Yeah, that, that uh, and this is nice that Maude yeah. has taken, like, all of 
all of the reading she has done and translated that into her own writing career, writing, um, yeah, yeah, like I think lesbian so. erotica, I think. Yeah, certainly f- seems for, that way. For one of the other gentlemen that used mm-hmm. to come to the house, who uh, was the a same, publisher. The she same liked. man who sent her to the wayward women's house because she said to him, I can work for you. I can work for you. I can write. And he's like, I yep. think so. Was it that one? I thought there was two guys there was and it was the guys, other one. It might have been. I can't Let remember. See. Hmm. I can't remember either. I thank you, Wikipedia. Just if anyone's wondering how many books uh, we normally read for this podcast that have extensive Wikipedia mm-hmm. entries, not many. <laughs> uh, so it's William Lazenby that runs the okay. pornographic magazine. And it is... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Can't find it. Runs away. As you're looking, can yes, I read please. an excerpt, please? Because oftentimes we're reading sexy parts of the book. There hasn't been that many. Uh, but this is a sexy part of what Maud has written. And it says, How delicious, she read was the glow upon her beauteous neck and bare ivory shoulders as I forced her onto the on her back on the couch. How luxurious did her snowy hillocks rise against my bosom in wild confusion. And I'm also going to read, like, Sue's reaction, which is, What? <laughs> and then she didn't answer and she went on, I scarcely knew what I was about. Everything now was an active exertion. Tongues, lips, bellies, arms, thighs, legs, bottoms, every part in voluptuous motion. And then it said, and then it says, now my own cheek color, talking of Maud. What? I said in a whisper. (laughs) (laughs) And then it goes on. Quickly, my daring hand seized her most secret treasure, regardless of her soft complaints, which my burning kisses reduced to mere murmurs while my fingers penetrated into the covered way of love. This was kind of like the uh, uh, moment, like. And yeah, this? so Mr. Hawtrey was yes, the one was, that she ran away to see in London. Was two different yes. guests. And yeah, okay. Mr. Uh, what, Lazenby, you said? Lazenby is the one okay, that good. was the publisher. Yeah. Because I, I, I didn't want well, her to go I couldn't back quite to remember because there was sort of the two of them. But um, yeah, she didn't have to go back to the to the bad one. She went to the other one that she ended up writing and for. So. I think uh, reading Ooh. to for <laughs> reading to Sue didn't quite have the desired effect because now Sue's like, what? That Those yeah. are the books you've been reading? That's yeah, what you're writing? Yeah, this is what it's been the whole time? And that's the dictionary? Yeah, that's the dictionary. And then she realized that how how foolish she feels because she was showing Maud what her wedding night was going to be like. Yes. Whereas Maud knew oh, yeah. all Maud knew everything. Already. Yeah. So she, fa- she was a little bit silly. Um... And then she went back to feeling bad. Like if she had known that her uncle was making her read these books, maybe she yeah. could have done something to stop it. Because even then she realizes this is completely fucked up. No, yep. no child should be reading pornography yeah. to a group of men. No. Yeah. So. Had they been able to talk freely with each other, they probably could have figured out a triple cross. But mm-hmm. that just wasn't, um, I mean, that just they couldn't trust each other enough because, of course, they couldn't because of how they had both been raised. So yeah. Yeah. So that's, that was it. That's the book. That's That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, And it was a good book. uh, And it was not smutty at all. (laughs) 
undertones and of smut. Undertone. Lots of but undertones no of smut. smut. No. And, and sort of erotic in a way. Sure. But not, you know, not in like a... It was erotic in a, in a kind Victorian of way, like kind of way. Have. Yeah. In it a, was an in actual literary touching. novel. <laughs> Kind of way in the exactly in, in the the sensuality comes from not touching or looking at exactly. each other, uh, which is not the kind of books we generally read on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for the book, uh, nor should you. No, but I don't think you should. It definitely wasn't. It was what a I was expecting. Took a took a left turn at real world literature, and um, hopefully, though, Tom is gonna. Grab a U-turn and take us back to Filth City. I'm attempting to. I haven't picked a book yet for next time, but as soon as I do, uh, if it's after we record this, then we'll just announce it in our Discord. Yep. Uh, And uh, if it's before this is published, then I will let Russ know and we'll drop it in right here. Uh, The book we're going to be reading next month is called Charmed by the Bartender, Modern Love Number 1 by Piper Rain. Absolutely. Uh, should we stick to one part of our other, like, bonability of these characters? We can still oh, say sure. whether or not we've heard how well they fuck. I think we can still make a make a decision based on what we know about the characters. So. Sue, not particularly. She seemed nice enough, but like, eh. Uh, innocent, I have two versions of Maud. Innocent Maud, no. Smutty Maud, Hell yes. <laughs> girl knows some stuff. Yeah, girl right? knows some stuff. Yeah, I'd say for me, probably like, meh. Like, because they, yeah, are just, they're both just very damaged and not in a fun sure. way. Yeah. And um, so that doesn't seem hot to me. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting there by the end. They're overcoming together. It's going to be great. I know it. But otherwise, it's like, oh, these poor girls. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I didn't feel attracted to really anyone in this book. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, usually we will rate the book. (laughs) Um, Let's do two ratings. Let's do one rating based on uh, the sexiness of the book and because it is sexy book club. And then another one just based on the book book. Okay. Uh, I'll go first. For a sexy rating of the book, I will give it uh, one out of five pearls. It it just there wasn't there wasn't any really except for, you know, a paragraph twice Mm -hmm. about the same encounter Uh, for actually being a book book. I will give four and a half out of five pearls. I thought it was a very good book. Wow. Um, I'm going to agree on the one out of five because there just was nothing there for sexiness. Um, I would say more like a three and a half, 3.75. Like it was a good book. I'm happy I read it, but I'm not like immediately purchasing her other books to read more. Oh, it well, was... I like this more than the other book of hers that I've read. Oh, so, right. yeah. so you've got something prob- to. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's probably apples yeah. to apples. Yeah. For me, I I would also go like one double cross out of five double crosses. Sure. Um, for sexiness, just because there wasn't any, and then I would also go, I would say maybe a four out of five, maybe maybe three point seven five, just because of the length of the book. <laughs> oh, it's very long. Uh, yeah. And yeah. And you're right. I'm the same as Carla. I'm not running out to go read more of her things, mostly because I'm scared off at the length. Not that I can't read a long book, you guys. It's just it took there was just something that was a little bit that didn't 
have me it's devouring not what we're going it. into. Yeah. For, sure. for this for this type of reading, it's just not what's expected. So it was yeah. like felt like broccoli. Yes, and it did feel like broccoli. With, it did. Yeah. I will agree with Amy until I got to the first twist, and then I was in. Yeah, I was like page yeah. turning after that. But getting me too. To the but first then it got twist, real then it terrible. Got terrible. Then it got terrible. And then I was well, like, Why was, are we reading this book? I was page book, turning but... fast to get out of the insane yeah. asylum. Part, yeah. So. Yes. You know what though? But, I was uh, <laughs> interested to find out what was happening because as soon as we went back to Maud, part two, I was like. I want to know what Sue's up to in that insane asylum. I know it's going to be insane. Yeah. (laughs) So, yes. All right. Well, uh, you can find us on all the social medias, Instagram and all that is down below. And we will let you know when Tom picks a book that's hopefully going to be like lots of lots of sex, Tom. It's going to be some real trash. It's going to be great. I I was telling Amy before the record that I looked at a few books so far and read a couple chapters and like none of them were really Didn't like seem trashy enough fit in the bill for mm-hmm. me so I'm still on the search. All right. Nice. Search away. Um and then and then we'll try to be we'll, we'll start readjusting and get back to schedule soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, um I guess that's it for us today. Everyone stay pearly. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the best you can do. Yeah. <laughs>